Welcome to episode 39, how to start and market your podcast. Welcome to the PR Playbook Podcast with Ranjini Joshua, the only podcast that teaches you how to strategically navigate the world of public relations and social media and grow a powerful brand. Hello and welcome to episode 39. Today I'm excited to interview Cole Raven, a co-founder at Podchaser, the most comprehensive podcast database focused on connecting the podcast industry. So that's the party line, but it's kind of like IMDB for podcasters basically, right? Right, Cole? <laughs> yep, yep, that's exactly right. Okay, cool. So today we're going to kind of talk about the wild, wild west of podcasting and how to maybe get started and promote your podcast, how to get found. And I think, um, you know, just there's a lot of stuff going around with digital media. So I think this is a great time to start a podcast or if you have a podcast to make sure that people can find you and you can promote yourself and have some resources. So thank you so much for joining me on the PR Playbook podcast today, Cole. I think we, you, you can give us a lot of good information that we don't already have here. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Great. So given the current climate, podcasts are on the rise and I just wanted to drop some facts um, for everybody. So currently, and this is like, I think this is a few months old, so this might've been updated, but there's about 850,000 active podcasts and over 30 million podcast episodes, which I mean, doesn't really come as a huge surprise. I already am on podcast 38. So um, it's pretty easy to produce. More than half of all of US consumers above the age of 12, that was surprising to me, listen to podcasts. And 65% of podcast listeners tune in using portable devices such as smartphone and tablets. That said, you know, I started listening to podcasts last year and I basically primarily listen to it while I'm driving. So that makes a lot of sense. And um, I think a lot of people do it while they're cooking and while they're doing other things. I don't know uh, what your favorite podcast is, Cole, but my podcast, I kind of like have a guilty pleasure of there's this really cool podcast also produced by a friend of mine called The Great Fail. And it's like a crime drama business podcast. And it's just really cool. And it's um, fun to listen to, but it also has like a lot of business lessons. So um, that's one that I love listening to. Any, any podcast suggestions from you, Cole? Yeah, you know, I, I listen to a lot of the mainstream stuff, like, you know, the daily from the New York Times or up first just to get daily news in the morning, like as I'm, you know, getting ready for the day. But I'm the same as you, like, it's a very passive thing for me. Like, I can't, listen to a podcast while I'm answering emails or something. My brain is not, is not capable. Um, but you know, I'll listen like while I'm in the shower, like while I'm going on a run. So I listen to a lot of like shows about trail running and running and, and that, that sort of thing, just cause that's what I'm into. And usually I'll listen to a running podcast while I'm running. So it's, it's, uh, you know, cause I'll have an hour to, to kill. So it's and, you know, double it's, the workout. Yeah. Yeah. Double the workout. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it's like, it's really funny because I obviously am doing this PR podcast and I listen to certain business podcasts, but there's, I, um, sometimes if I'm like falling asleep while driving, I'll listen to like comedy podcasts and there's just so many genres and so many different topics. And I think it's such a great place to be able to consume content that's not, you know, looking at a screen. And now that we're all kind of condemned to our houses and slowly coming out and we're still all looking at computers all day. So I love the kind of 
audio version of all of this. I like that it's coming to fruition. And I, I've heard a lot of statistics about how huge the podcast industry is going to be. And so that said, it's really not too late if you wanted to start a podcast. And if you have something that you love to talk about, there are plenty of listeners, 30 million of them apparently. So I, I think uh, today I wanted to really kind of talk about some best practices in kind of developing and creating your podcast and then maybe kind of promoting it where, um, you know, how to get found, how to connect with people. And I think Cole can dive in here and um, tell us a little bit about Podchaser. So actually, I, I kind of going off a little bit off script, but I think it would be good. Um, so as a co-founder of Podchaser, I think it would be great to like just introduce Podchaser and what it is and um, what you guys do. And then we'll kind of go into our, our little tips and tricks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that would help put some perspective behind maybe some of the advice that I can give or the what what I've seen with with podcast growth over the years. So you, you could think of Podchaser and there's there's a ton of free tools that you can use. If you just go to podchaser.com, um, you'll see everything that I'm talking about. But it's it's just a massive directory of all podcasts. And you know, the even with like the stats that you were quoting earlier with nearly a million shows, you know, there's almost a hundred thousand new podcasts released every month, brand new ones. I, the the vast majority don't get you know a ton of listeners, but it's something that Podchaser keeps track of in our massive directory. So you can search for and find any of those shows in our database, and then you can see data on those shows. So like if you search for any of your favorite podcasts, you know like a How I Built This or a Masters of Scale, if you're into business shows or um, you know any any popular true crime show, you'll find a lot of very unique data on Podchaser because really we're in the data business. So like you'll find a profile on the host, the person who created the show, you'll see profiles on the guests that have been on the show. So like if you go to Conan O'Brien's podcast, you'll be able to click on the profile for Conan and see not only is he the host of this show, but he's been a guest on, you know, these 19 other shows, which can help you as a consumer discover. Yeah, you can use that to discover, to discover shows. And then, you know, we have some other, some other crowdsourcing tools like in user generated content. So we have a lot of users who make lists of podcasts, Sure. Um, like their favorite shows. Like I made a list recently of my favorite PR podcasts, podcasts about, about PR. So Obviously, probably, this one is on it. This one is on it. This one is on it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find that on Podchaser too. But that's, that's the best way to think about it. Like you said, is like an IMDb or a Rotten Tomatoes. So you can find and discover content using all of this unique data that Podchaser has that other, other places don't. I really like the aspect of being able to find, um, like maybe if you're a fan of like a certain person to be able to find them on other podcasts, because I actually started this podcast after I started listening to somebody's podcast and then I invited him to be a guest on my podcast. So it, you're right. It like, is very like becomes a little bit of like a little, uh, click a podcast click, but you can go around and follow the people that you know, are giving you value or whatever, whatever the case may be, entertainment value, business value, whatever it is. Um, so you've probably seen hundreds of podcasts at this point. So I would love to kind of just tap into your knowledge of, of looking at different podcast descriptions and building these lists and building Podchaser. I mean, what would you say just like to someone who maybe is starting or thinking of starting a new podcast what would you say are like some key ways for them to get noticed as far as like creating your podcast, like kind of show title and what, what do you find is like a best practice of like naming your podcast? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think it, when you're just getting started, there's a lot of things to think about. Like uh, your goals obviously need to be clear. So like when you're naming your podcast, like for example, with yours, you know, I go to your show, it says the PR, the PR playbook podcast, right? On your artwork, big, bold letters. You can see exactly what it is. You know that it's geared toward PR professionals. So those are the types of people who would want to listen to your show. So I would say like it, it's not always... Um, it's not always the greatest idea to be extremely or overly clever, like with the name of your show, because right. that's, that's everybody's first impression. Like that's how they're going to know if it's a podcast about a topic that they're going to be interested in. Right. Um, so that's, that's the first thing to think about. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I mean, I've, I only listen to podcasts that like the titles, I kind of give you the insight of what, what the content is. So it really, you're right. It's so funny because it's so easy to try to be clever and, and come up with marketing. And I think it kind of deters from the focus of some of these um, topics and things like that. And, and it just, you know, it destroys your searchability too. If I typed, right. you know, PR into the search bar and your show did not have that in the title, then I would never would have found it. So right. that's, right. no, that, that's a really, really good point. And I think it also, and you know, also it depends on like what, like you said, what your goals are. If it's entertainment focused, or if it's business focused, or if it's industry focused, um, we had a company that we were working with start a podcast um, focused on car sharing. And so we really, I mean, I think it's called, it might be called, I don't remember for sure, but I think it's called the car sharing podcast. So it was just very like, you know, very direct um, because that's what people are going to be searching for. If they're looking on Google or if they're looking in the app store or they're looking in the uh, iTunes or wherever they're finding it, Amazon now. (laughs) So um, if they're looking wherever, um, yeah, there, you want to kind of think of what keywords would your audience type in, I guess, would be a good way of looking at it. What do you think, what, what have you seen? And like, I kind of positioned this as what kind of mistakes have you seen, but what have been like, just some like glaringly obvious, like just bad things that you've seen as far as like seeing a podcast and saying like, this is totally not done correctly. Like any big mistakes that you've seen that, you know, people should avoid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the there are a couple there are a couple of big ones. I think one is just managing expectations. Like you're not going to launch your first episode and have five million downloads, and like the whole world's going to listen to it. Like it takes it takes a lot of time and patience. So I think a big mistake that I see people make is that they'll produce, you know, three episodes. They won't get the results they expected or the fulfillment that they wanted out of that, and then quit. And so if you look at some of the hosting services out there and the stats around them, like with the number of people that start podcasts and don't continue with them. I mean, it's just, it's staggering. It's like sometimes and some hosting services, it's like 70 or 80% of the shows that are created are done after, before even three episodes come out. So I would say managing expectations, but then just like the simple stuff, the easy things, like making sure that you have decent audio, that your guests are prepared. Like that's, that's the, the, the biggest thing that will deter listeners is just if they, if, you know, it sounds like they're listening to a a radio, somebody calling into the radio or something, you know, uh, microphones aren't that expensive. So I think that, you know, anybody who's going to be a guest or host a show should, should have one. I mean, that's a really good point too. I think, um, so kind of to both angles of that is that one, like you should definitely invest a little bit in getting quality, you know, a microphone, a filter, uh, you know, all these, like anything that you might need to produce it, which 
also, on the other hand, isn't really that much. It doesn't take much to start a podcast. And I think that is something that a lot of people kind of misunderstand. They kind of overthink it maybe too much too. Um, Cause I, I remember when I was presenting an idea for a podcast to one of my clients, it, they were like, Oh, I don't know if we're going to have this and we're going to have, we need to have a studio. And I was like, I think you're kind of going a little overboard. Let's just start producing some episodes first. And then we can kind of like, I think grow and fine tune the process as you go, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like it, it, podcasts are, we're at the same stage in podcasting as we were with blogs, you know, in the nineties. And it's like, you don't need a writer's room and an, like an editor to start a blog, like just right. go write your first article. <laughs> like it's, that's easy enough. Um, and then you learn, you learn along the way. So it's something that I think everybody, every company could have one. Um, you're right. It's not, it's not that hard to get started. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what do you think, um, what do you think is, I mean, like aside from the naming and, you know, obviously since you're building kind of this database, what do you think is a good way of getting attention for your podcast? And, and does that, I mean, obviously I'm interviewing you today, but, um, I've interviewed, you know, people that I look up to and, um, other people that I think could share value. What do you think is the best way to draw attention to your podcast? So I think, there are really two ways of thinking about this. So like you could be looking to draw attention to your podcast to reach, to, to cast a wide net, to reach all sorts of listeners, or you could be looking for a particular type of listener, in which case your, your um, strategy would need to be more targeted, right? So like if you're, if you're looking to use a podcast for things like lead gen to um, you know, produce content that could get clients interested in your business or your service to reach out to you, then maybe if your show only gets 50 listeners an episode ever, and that's the most, that's fine. If you know, you get a new client from it every month and then it's, it's worth it. Um, and then obviously, you know, you always want to reach more people, but it's still um, serving its purpose. Um, whereas if you're looking to reach a wider audience, I think some of the strategies overlap, like you need to think about, Things like um, making sure that your descriptions of your episodes are comprehensive and you, you mention all of the different topics that you discuss because the searchability um, of your show is extremely important. Like all of, the, all of the apps out there, all of the directories are going to use things like your episode titles and descriptions to surface your content. And so if, it's, if you're not describing everything that you're talking about in your episode, then people can't find it. Same thing with like transcribing content. I was just going to say, do you think transcription is like the best way to go to do that? I think, I think it's useful sometimes. I think that it's useful like if you're looking to, for example, repurpose your content and turn it into something like an article or, or sharing segments of it, um, you know, in, in a blog or like say, you know, here's, here's a, a quote from, you know, one of our interviewees from a recent episode. Like if you repurpose the content, then it's extremely useful. But there are also some, some things that you can do with that, like uh, there are tools like Headliner out there that create audiograms so you can like share a 30-second segment, you know, on, your, on social media. Yeah. Um, so just making sure that you're taking that one piece of content and then turning it into 20 more. And it's also just remembering that it's evergreen, right? Like this interview, every interview that you've done will likely be still relevant a year from now. It's not like all yeah. of the, everything we're talking about isn't going to be true anymore in 12 months. So revisiting that content and resurfacing it is, is useful. And then it, it, being thoughtful about the guests that you bring on, if it's going to be an interview based show, 
there are going to be people out there that will attract more listeners than other potential guests. Like obviously you want to focus on your content and make sure your message is on point with the purpose of your show, but your guests can be a, a fantastic vehicle for growth as long as you're managing and setting expectations. So for example, you know, I've been on, I don't know, 20, 30 podcasts at this point, all about different sorts of things, not necessarily just this, but maybe once or twice out of all of those interviews, have I been asked and expected to share the content like through our company's page or through my personal page and then given the tools and resources to do that, to make sure that, um, you know, more people hear it. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And I will be doing that after this show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, that is, that's actually a great point. And, and I'm lucky, like all the guests that I've had have been really good about wanting to do that. They're very eager. So I think that's also makes for a great guest too. Like they, they want to participate and they want to kind of help promote. And it's, it's all about like kind of doing it for each other, I think too. So um, that, that always helps is having good guests is always nice. But I, I have had had a few guests that, you know, they just were on it because I asked them to be, and that's great too. Um, so you just kind of have to, like you said, work with what you have and kind of work your resources at the same time. No, that's, that's really good advice. So I like that you said that, you know, some people do three podcasts and kind of like quit. And I, I work with somebody else, a few other podcast hosts, and we talked about, okay, let's get to 25. Okay. Let's get to 50. Let's get to hundred. And these are the kind of the metrics that we're using because, um, I did read somewhere a long time ago, like people do like five. And if, if they don't have like, you know, a thousand listeners and they've, you know, quit, like you said, and it's, it doesn't take much time to do um, these podcasts or produce them. So what do you think, like, what do you, what do you think is the best way to know if your podcast is working? What kind of maybe within the first, you know, 15 to 20 episodes, what what do you think is like a good indicator of um, if it's, if it's doing what it's supposed to? (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good question. I mean, I think, one of the first things that you can do is just look at things like listener engagement. Like if you have a call to action on your show and your listeners are responding, then even if it's just a few of them after 15 or 20 episodes, if you see like you talk about some sort of new landing page that you set up to get feedback or something and and you have literally nobody go take that action, then you probably need to rethink, you know, your, your content and your audience. And, and that means that your listeners might not be um, so attached to you as, as the creator of the show. So I think that looking for listener engagement in, in a variety of ways, it might be through things like ratings and reviews, or um, if they're sharing your content on, on their social channels, like if you publish an episode um, and they you know, retweet it or share it on Facebook, yeah, because they're, they're getting value out of the content. I think that's, that's one way that you can look at it. I think another way, like I alluded to earlier, is many, many people I know are using it for like lead gen purposes. So if you're creating really valuable content and you get even one client from it, like you said, like it doesn't take a whole lot of time to uh, record and then publish an episode if you're not doing much editing to it. So if, you know, you get a client out of it after 20 episodes, you know, maybe your goal is one every 10 episodes or one every 20. And that's, then you know that, that it's, you know, the ROI is, is there. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. I think, I think the biggest like thing that I would tell people is just like stick by it as much as you can. I, you know, there was one podcast and I was, um, you know, we're accountability partners and 
like she was going and going, getting really discouraged. And then one time it just like one of the podcasts just was a big hit and it just kind of boiled over to the entire podcast overall. And it was just that one podcast, but if she never got to that podcast, then she wouldn't have got that popularity that, you know, she finally kind of arrived to. So it is, it's just a, it's kind of like an exercise of persistence and just like loving it and then sharing what you need to share. But I would definitely say, you know, in my opinion, I would say at least try to get to 25. And then Mm -hmm. at that point, you kind of, I think you have a feeling, you know, if it's going to, you know, be for you or not. (laughs) Yeah. And if it's a chore and if you hate it, then then, you know, that's that, like you said, that's telling, <laughs> like you should, yeah. you shouldn't hate it. You should enjoy doing it and you should want to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's totally understandable. So, uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit already and it's kind of my last question, but I, I've got a podcast. I'm doing really well. I want to grow my audience. I want to find guests. Like I love Podchaser and the idea of Podchaser. But like, what is, what is like kind of the root? Um, you said it's kind of like a rotten tomatoes, like how, how, like specifically on Podchaser, um, and, and, and I think it's fairly new. How can I like kind of get my rankings up? Is it content driven? Is it listenership driven? Um, what is like the best way to build my profile on like a database like yours? Yeah. Um, so we make it, we make it pretty easy. So like if you are, and, and I would say it's, it's pretty similar in other places, even like Apple, you know, it's based on things like new subscribers. Um, if you have people rating and reviewing your content, then that's going to climb uh, the ranks within a category. If people are doing things like adding your show to a list, then those lists, like we, we've structured the website in a way where it's very SEO friendly. Like we've been very focused on SEO over the last few years. So people can organically discover Podchaser content. So like if, even if today you Google things like best episodes of Joe Rogan, like Podchaser will be, if not the first result, the second or third result on Google. So if you're, if you're looking to leverage Podchaser, I would say lists are a great way to do it. Ratings and reviews. If you're a consumer looking for content, our search function is great. Um, Looking for, you know, podcasts within any niche topic, discovering those. And then, and then looking through, making sure that data is filled out for things like creators. So like, you know, there could be a profile, you know, for you as a host or like, I, I would say the best, the best example for this is like, just go type, you know, my name, go type Cole Raven into Podchaser. You'll see a profile on me and all my guest appearances. And that's something that we're also very focused on with SEO. So like, even if you are leveraging podcasts for earned media opportunities as a guest on shows to talk yeah. about your yeah. product or your service or whatever, if you have a profile, like this is really your, um, as a guest or as a host, this is your professional presence in the podcast world. In the same way an actor has an IMDb page, um, you know, anybody, whether they're a guest or a host should have a profile on Podchaser and that is discoverable within Google. So then if somebody searches for your name plus the word podcast, you know, your Podchaser profile is likely going to show up um, with all of your guest appearances. That's really great. I love that guest appearance um, functionality of it. And like you're mentioning earned media. I mean, obviously like we pitch our um, executives to different podcasts all the time. Um, So being able to search and you said even finding their email address and their profile, like it's easy easy to connect with podcast hosts too, right? You can. Yeah. Like using all the free tools, um, we, we don't have things like email address available in the free version. Sure, we sure. have, yeah, we do have a new, um, 
a new product called Patricia Pro, where if you are like in the PR world and you're doing a lot of pitching, especially within a niche, like if you're looking to identify um, any sort of our media opportunity or buying opportunity, if you want to buy yeah. podcast ads, we do have a tool for that. So you can connect with all of these shows and we have audience sizes for every podcast. So like if you, if you um, want to know how popular, just how popular a show is, um, we do, we do have data on that. So we have a lot of agencies using that today. Yeah, that's really awesome. And I think, um, you know, we, I, I, you know, I think there's a listenership here as PR people, but it's also a lot of people who are marketing people at startups and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Brands that are startups that are trying to get noticed or trying to get into podcasts. Like right now we're working with a startup company that we're doing quite a bit of podcast outreach too. So I would love to use Podchaser Pro to to, to (laughs) check that out. But I think that's a really nice resource that people can use um, for a PR avenue, like an angle. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think as you're thinking about creating a podcast or leveraging existing audiences on podcasts or advertising on podcasts, there are a few ways you could tackle it. Like you could just go out and create your own podcast or you could have a mix of all of these different strategies. You know, you could create your own show and you could pitch executives to be a guest on shows and you could, you know, buy ads either or, or, you know, trade episode spots with a show. <laughs> like there, there are a lot of different ways that you could, you could approach that um, and partner with existing shows as well, because they already have, they already have an audience. Um, so you wouldn't have to worry about <laughs> growing one. Right. No, that's really, really awesome. So thank you. Thank you for, <laughs> I, I want to kind of like wrap this up by just kind of saying that um, I think everyone should have a podcast. I think um, you should try it at least. Uh, and again, like, you know, podcasting is a great tool to drive education if that's part of your PR program or to also just get brand awareness if, if you're on the other side of it too. So um, we definitely work with people on getting onto podcasts. And then um, if you need help creating a podcast, we're always here for you guys. So if you have any questions or you want to connect with Cole, please email us at podcast at thesilvertelegram.com. Um, you can find Podchaser. Is it podchaser.com? Yep. It's just podchaser.com and on all the socials at podchaser. Okay, perfect. And then um, you'll also find more information in our show notes, of course, on Cole and Podchaser so that you can get some direct links there. But thank you so much for listening. As always, we appreciate show feedback and suggestions on topics. You can email me at podcast silvertelegram.com or contact us through the website, thesilvertelegram.com. And thank you for listening and be well.